Hey everyone, welcome to episode 116, Birthday Parenting. Meet our mom, Kelly Hutchison. She is a life coach. She is a child counselor. She is a teacher. She's a parent coach. And she's a mom to us. She will teach you to stop yelling at your kids. She will teach you to get your kids to lesson. She will teach you how to never sleep with mommy guilt again. She will teach you how to be an imperfect mom. So you can help your kids be imperfect too. And have harmony in the home. Hey everyone, what's going on? I do like the funky titles with a little bit of like, hmm, I wonder what that's all about. When I was teaching, they always taught me in school and all the things to have a hook. The hook is what brings kids in. You don't just want to say, okay, boys and girls, open up your math books to, it's almost like you start with a question. Sometimes I just show up in a clown wig and I'd be like, what's going on? Oh, today we're going to talk about the colors of the rainbow. Whatever it is, you always want to have a hook to pull kids in. So I thought maybe with these different titles that I just completely make up because this helps my brain categorize different lessons that I've been learning into different just made up terms. Kind of like, you know, the B minus, Brooke Castillo made up B minus. And that helped me so much because you can always say, don't put pressure on yourself. Be kind to yourself. Give yourself grace and compassion. And those are all great things. But for some reason, the term B minus and 50-50 and all the things helped me so much. So we're going to talk about birthday parenting. But before we start, because I have story time. Have you ever seen on TikTok? They're like story time. So I have a couple stories for you, which I know you all love. And before we start, I want to read this quote about perspective because we're going to be talking all about that today. Perspective is what you see depends not only on what you look at, but also on where you look from. And you'll be like, hmm, wonder why she's talking about birthday parenting and perspective. That's because this week, Lily and I went to the mall to shop for a friend for a birthday gift. And so she's shopping for Sally and we're going to all the favorite stores. And she's like, oh, I like this. I'm like, is that for Sally? Is that for you? Sally's not her name, obviously. But I was like, is that something you would like or Sally would like? And she's like, I think both. Well, let me just put it in the cart for me. And so I'm like, no, we need to really like think like Sally. Like, let's go into her brain and let's think about how she shows up for school and for, I was going to say play dates. She would literally, if I called it a play date, she would literally lose her mind at 13 calling it a play date. When you guys hang out together, what does she wear? What does she like to do? What does she do in her free time? You have to think like her. What does she send you pictures of? What's on her Pinterest board? Let's start to think like her and become her for the next hour. And we'll pick something out for her, something that she would like based on her style, her hobbies, her personality, her temperament, who she is in her free time, what's important to her. If she's not Sporty Spice, then you're not going to get her a basketball hoop. If she's not into music, then you're not going to get her a drum set. So you kind of get where this is going because when we think about other people and from their perspective, from their eyes, think about when you baby-proof the house. I don't know if you did this, but I was told to do this and I actually did this. When you're baby-proofing the house, you have to get down on your hands and knees and crawl around like a baby to see what they're seeing from their point of view. What's something that we would never see, but it's dangerous for them, but they don't even know it's dangerous. So we have to get down on their level. It's kind of like when you're talking to a child, you never want to talk and be above them. You want to get on their eye level and think like them and talk to them, not talking at them. And so this kind of resonated a lot with me when we were out because she, the things she was, Lily was picking were things that Lily would never buy for herself. Lily kind of did a Freaky Friday like personality change where she embodied her while we were shopping to find something that would be perfect for her. 
And she was like, oh yeah, this would be perfect. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it would. Because Lily knows her better than I do on the level of free time and personality and her Pinterest board and all the things. So it got me thinking because David, you won't believe this. You ready for this? My sweet little David, we are about to take him away. Literally the bags are packed as we speak. We are literally about to take him away for his 50th birthday surprise. What is going on? I met this dude when he was 28. He just turned 28 and he's turning 50. Like it doesn't even compute with me. And it's nothing against 50. It just kind of brings it all into light how long I've known this dude. And so we're planning his surprise and we have to think like him. That is exhausting. He's a Virgo. He's like my dad. I don't know if this is all Virgos or this is just the two Virgos that I have in my life. I literally married my father, which I love my father, thank goodness. So that's a good thing. They are literally twins when it comes to their personality, their temperament, their attention to detail is out of control. So planning a birthday celebration where we're taking him away to think like him is actually a little bit exhausting. I feel bad for him a little bit. The amount of details that he thinks out and... I have to think like, okay, would he want to stay someplace that's closer to the water? How much money would he want to spend? How many days would he want to stay? What would he like in the place that we're going to stay? Would he rather a house? Would he rather a condo? Would he rather a hotel? What kind of hotel would he want? Once we're there, what would he want to do? Would he want to be super busy and jam-packed and do this, 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 and this? Or would he rather have more laid back? Now, what I want to do, what the kids want to do are very different than what he wants to do. You know what his dream birthday is? You ready for this? I asked him like a year ago. I'm like, your 50th is coming up. What is a dream day for you? It's on a Sunday. I'm like, what is the dream Sunday for you? You ready for this? A surprise party would literally, I think he would divorce me on the spot. That would be a bad idea. And I've had girlfriends who have done birthday parties and done the parties and done the whole surprise. You know, I know you said you didn't want it, but we really think you did. And it didn't turn out too hot. His dream birthday for 50, and I'm not judging it. I just couldn't believe how simple it was. I just think it'd be cool to, you know, go to church. Maybe after church, go to like first watch. You guys have a first watch because, you know, you don't have to wait and you can do call ahead seating on the app. Matter of that, come home, take a little power nap for everybody, chill out. And then I'd go to the store and get some salmon, maybe some ribs. You could cook some sides, put those babies on the grill and the kids go in the pool and have the music playing. Bluegrass, hello, what? I'm like literally dying a slow death inside when he's telling me this. And I'm like, are you a librarian? He's like, yeah. And then we'd play a family game night, do Connect Four or headbands. And then that'd be my birthday. I'm like, wait. That's your, what, huh? Uh, okay, yeah. Oh, that sounds so fun, yeah. So anyway, we're gonna try to recreate that where we're staying. I just couldn't believe how simple it was. I'm like, but, and then he's like, yeah, probably open some gifts or whatever. It's like NBD, it's birthday's no big deal. So I'm like 50, but 50. But just because I think that he would want a lot of fanfare, it doesn't mean that he wants a lot of fanfare. Sometimes we think that the person we're married to or our kids are just like us. And then when they're not, it kind of takes us back. Like, oh. Okay, pool and grilling. Okay, no parties. Okay, no attention. I get it. All right. So planning this, I have to think like him. And it's so funny because I have to whisper, I'm renting a golf cart for where we're staying. There's like, it's like a little island. You can zip around on the golf cart. And the amount of details, and he's not my PM assistant. We call it the PM. Whenever we're doing things, when we have jobs in the house, like electricity goes out or having the issue with the AC or like he just bought a new desk and we have to like clear out a room for the new desk. So whenever there's like a project or like a task, big or small, we always assign a PM. Are you going to PM this or am I going to PM this? And then the other person is like the assistant. 
So we've always done this. It comes, it's, it comes in so handy because sometimes with us, there's too many cooks in the kitchen and we're stepping on each other's toes and it gets really messy. So I'm like, are you the PM or am I the PM? So when he's the PM, I don't even think twice about it. He usually is the PM on trips. And so I don't think twice about it. I'm like, yeah, okay. And he's like, what about this? I'm like, sure, sounds good. When I'm the PM, oh my goodness, he likes to like micromanage. And what about this? What about this? He thinks of all the details upon the details. And he's a great PM assistant, but like, bro, I cannot believe the amount of details he thinks about. So I'm getting this golf cart and he's not my PM assistant. So I have to think like him of what he would ask because this guy that I'm running the golf cart from is so laid back, so chill. He's literally dropping the golf cart out at the house and no questions asked. Like, and I'm thinking if this was David and I told him, oh yeah, he's just gonna drop it off at the house. See, for me, I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then we'll figure it out when we get there. I don't know any of the details. I don't know where this guy is. I don't know how he knew where we were staying. Well, I know how he knew we were staying, but like he just dropped it off. Like, how do we start it once we get there? Do I have to pay in advance? How come you're letting me have it for so many days when I only want two or three days? I also have to think, does David want the golf cart for the whole time or does he want not to get it on the travel days? So I'm literally like having this like two-way conversation, like, wait, you don't have to think like David for the golf cart because he doesn't have to know all the details. I will figure those out as we go. This guy is so NBD about all the things. He's like, yeah, I just dropped it off. I'll pick it up on uh, after you leave, a couple days after you leave. I'm not working on a Sunday. And I'm like, okay, that, okay. I am more on the side of take action and we'll figure it out as we go. Where David's more on the other side, he likes certainty and he's on the side of figure it out now and then we'll take action. And so it's so funny because I'm planning this and I have to think like him and it's actually kind of exhausting because I'm so conscious of my thoughts. And so the reason why I'm saying all this because this podcast is not about me or my kids or David, it's about that when we can parent from this place where we can see our children's lives from their perspective, versus our perspective. I talked about this a lot in the episode called Clone Parenting. So if this is something that resonates with you, go back and listen to that because we want our kids to be literally spitting images or mirrors of us or a mini me, or we don't want them to have pain that we had. So we parent from so much fear that that doesn't happen, that we end up recreating it over and over and over and over. It's actually crazy making if we're unconscious. So that's why conscious parenting is so fun and birthday parenting is so fun because you're seeing all the things from a completely different point of view, if you're conscious about it. If you're not, which there's many times I'm not, when I'm unconscious about it, I get very judgy and naggy and micromanaging because I'm parenting from a place from my perspective, how I was when I was their age, versus parenting from their age and seeing life from their point of view and from their perspective and get in their head, get in their body. They don't even know themselves that well yet. They're still developing, they're still growing. See what makes them tick from their point of view. Because that's why our podcast is so tricky for me. There's so many different personalities out there and there's so many different styles. There's so many different temperaments. There's so many different types of kids and no one knows your child at the soul level, that deep soul level that no one else knows. So I can sit here all day long, but it doesn't do any good because it's very cookie cutter. It's like me saying, well, I want you to make this tater tot hot dish just in this exactly the way you need to make it. And there's no onions in it. And you're like, well, I like onions. And so I'm not, I can't do the recipe at all because I like onions. I'm like, oh no, you can add onions. Or if it has onions and you're like, oh, I love that tater tot hot dish, but I don't like onions. My son's allergic to onions. So I don't make the tater tot hot dish at all. I use tater tot hot dish as an example of this podcast where you don't have to take it all in as factual and the Bible and the way that it's the only way. I want you to take our podcast, put it into your heart, make it your own, and then make your own recipe. 
Make it work for you because you know your child on the soul level. And you're also gonna get out on your hands and knees and see life from their perspective. What do they like? What makes them tick? What triggers them? What is an emotion that's hard for them? What's an emotion that's easy for them that they default to? The tricky emotions that are the hardest, how can I model that more for them when I'm having that tricky emotion? So that's where your power comes from because we're so focused on our kids and what they're doing. We don't spend the time focused on our side of the street. We're so worried about what the kids will mean about us versus let's just focus on our side of the street and you get your power back by worried less about our reputation as a parent. The child's reputation of themselves, that's on the child. What the child does or doesn't do has no reflection of you. Just like if Dave and I were at a wedding and he were to say an off-color comment, not that he would, but that's not a reflection of me just because I'm married to him. I'm not guilty by association because of it. I just married a dude who said an off-color comment. You can see it there. He didn't really, but you know what I mean. You can see it there because it's husband and wife, but our ego likes to enmesh and tie our worthiness and our value based on a reflection of our kids and what they're doing or not doing. I'm a good mom, so my kids show that I'm a good mom by doing X, Y, Z. But when we let go of all that judgment and all of that shame and all of that ridicule of ourselves, where you're like, oh, I get to have my power back, my reputation based on how I handle the situation versus what my kids do or don't do. Because they have their own soul contract. We just want to make sure that they don't absorb it from us. So that's what our children do. They reflect back all the areas where we need to grow. And that's a good thing because that's how we grow and evolve to the next level. And I want to reassure you, and I say this all the time. I feel like a broken record when I say this, but I want to say it over and over and over. Conscious parenting, conscious discipline, conscious living does not have a finish line. This is a journey and not a destination. We're all on a different path. We're all on a different level of our journey and none of it is wrong. None of it is bad. None of it is to be judged. You just get super curious and then you think like them. You look at life from their perspective and what are they seeing in us? When you get down on their level, on an emotional level and you see life from their perspective, it's like getting down on your hands and knees and looking like a baby does to see what's dangerous. You're gonna literally pop into their head for a little bit See what they're seeing, just like they had movie cameras. See what they're seeing in you. Are they seeing love? Are they seeing compassion? What are they seeing the most? Are they seeing a stressed out mom or a stressed out dad? Are they seeing a tense person? Are they seeing a combination of all the things? Because when you can see it from that point of view, then it wakes you up. It creates consciousness and awareness. And it's like they're wearing body cams, except you are seeing their life behind those body cams. And then you become more conscious about it. And it's tiring in the beginning because it makes your brain think. Your brain just wants to go on autopilot. But then you feel like you're on Groundhog Day because it's rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. But when you can do this on a soul level and see your child's life, ask them, what's hard about being your age? And if they're little, guess what's hard about being their age? Grady was complaining yesterday that his water bottle was leaking and he was really frustrated because it was leaking and it was embarrassing. And on his level, that was something that was hard for him, a leaking water bottle. Frustration, embarrassment, disappointment. See life from his point of view. Versus like, you're overreacting, it's no big deal. Well, it's a big deal when he gets his iPad that he has for school wet. Oh, okay, Kelly, wake up, girl. I'm not 10, but I wanna think like a 10-year-old. I wanna think like my 10-year-old does. I wanna think about what is Lily seeing at 13? What, what is going on at school? What is she seeing? What's she absorbing? What is stressing her out? What's bringing her joy? You can go back to when you were 13, but don't go back and judge the way you were at 13 and then compare it against the way your child is 13 or whatever their age is. See life from their perspective. And just like the quote said, what you see depends on not only what you look at, but also from where you look from. Pretend like you're buying a birthday present for them. Think like them. Get in their head. Get in their soul. Get in their heart. Think about how young and impressionable you were when you were their age. And then from that place, you can parent from so much love and abundance and not so much lack and fear. 
I love you guys. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Hey, mamas, thanks for listening. If you had any ahas, clicks, or those lightning bolt moments while listening, you have to check out my free parenting boot camp where we take all of this to the next level and we try to create even more awakenings for ourselves so that we can connect more with our kids and never yell at them again. You can sign up at www.coachingkelly.com. And if you really want to fill up my love cup, send me an email of what your aha was, what your click was, what was that lightning bolt moment while you were listening. I want nothing more in life than for you to have harmony in your home and to learn how to be an imperfect mom like me, which allows your kids to be imperfect too, each and every day. Thanks for listening.